0: I'm Princess Rara. And I'm Dara, the Electro Khaleesi. And
1: this is Pink Kink, the podcast where we talk about the pretty, twisted
0: side of kink. Today's episode is produced by our electrifying pink kinksters Knight, Jay, Nova Hedonist, Tempest, Brianna Lynn, Nora Borealis, Fabe, and Embers. Pink Kink runs off the generosity of our devoted patrons. As a patron, you will become a member of our special Discord server, as well as have access to a monthly behind-the-scenes podcast. In addition, our patrons will also get special episodes, such as the upcoming Electro Scene, where I will finally get to zap the hell out of Rara. And finally, patrons at our highest tier will be recognized as producers, both here on the podcast and on our website. If you would like to become a patron, you can visit us at patreon.com slash pinkkinkpodcast or click the link at pinkkinkpodcast.com. Today, we're going to talk about negotiation, which is a huge topic. So uh, strap in, guys. (laughs) Mostly for pickup play. Is uh, what we're going to be concentrating on. Mm -hmm. Because when you have a negotiation in a relationship, it's usually not as formal. Once you keep going, I guess you can do the formal one in the beginning, but then as the dynamic continues, it's not, in my experience, that formal.
1: Right. And even if the relationship is just friends who play together regularly, the negotiations I have with them now look very different than the negotiations I did with them when we first played together.
0: Right. And for a lot of us, that's years. Correct. And as our relationships have evolved, our play styles have evolved. So negotiation, obtaining consent. Clear consent. Enthusiastic consent is the basis, the cornerstone of BDSM. That's it. Without it's the foundation. It, that you can't have it. Uh consent is more than yes or no. I mean, obviously if it's no, it's not consent. Don't At do all. it. But it's more than just saying, uh, yeah. Sure. Sure. Let's play. Do you have limits? Nah, let's just do things until I scream stop. <laughs> no. That's not, that's not what we're talking about. Simply put, it means that we agree to engage in certain activities. We accept that our actions have risks because in almost every instance of BDSM play, there are risks. There's some risk involved. It doesn't, it doesn't mean that it's like knife play, blood play, whatever. Those are like hot risks. We're talking like even the smallest amount of things can have some sort of risk. And we accept, so we accept that it has risks and we take responsibility for those risks. It's personal responsibility as well as responsibility for who and what you're playing with. And we take those risks based on our personal comfort level. And that is what we're talking about when it comes to negotiation. You have to negotiate in your comfort level.
1: Now, a lot of people think negotiations are just boring. I have a lot of fun with them. They can be fun, but it doesn't matter whether you think it's boring or not. You need to do it. You cannot go into a mindset that, all right, let's just hurry up and get
0: through these negotiations and then we can get to the fun part. I actually once negotiated a scene for three months. Impressive. It was a friend of mine who was out of town. And the next time he was going to be in town was in three months. So we started throwing around ideas at that time. And then over the course of the three months is when we negotiated the scene. And it was my very first time bottoming. Therefore, it was probably even
1: more important that you took your time negotiating because it was something new and different for you. He was
0: very, very careful about that.
1: Good. You need to have the mindset that negotiations are actually just part of the scene. So they're part one Mm -hmm. of the scene and you can't skip it. Don't be afraid of them. As one of our listeners told us, negotiation is not an exercise in legalese. You're not trying to gotch your way into something that the other person didn't know was coming, but they technically agreed to it because, you know, you could sneak wording in in negotiation. It is about getting enthusiastic consent about the top and the bottom, having full awareness of everything that is going
0: to be happening. And if you think that the top or the bottom that you're working with may not be as experienced as you, it is your responsibility to inform them. Right. Even if you're
1: the bottom, it's still your responsibility.
0: So, for example, if the world turns on its head and I agree to do a blood scene with Rara. <gasps> oh, my God. It no will not way. happen. Hell will freeze over before this happens. But in this case. That's what I think everybody's going to fully understand. I have no experience in this whatsoever. Right. If Rara loses her goddamn mind and says, hey, let's let Dara do some blood play. Let me just tell you right now, it's not going to happen. But if for some
1: I think in that case, reason, maybe three months negotiation may be required. I think
0: there's going to be a lot of learning curve on that. But just roll with me here for okay. a minute. I will obviously defer to Rara's knowledge on this, on how to do it. In all honesty, it's probably going to be three months of Ra-Ra training me before we do an actual scene scene. But it is always, in that case, I would be the top. Like, if we're the last people on Earth and ra seriously needs to get some blood play out, then it might happen. But I don't really see that as an actual thing.
1: I'll just have to hit myself.
0: Right. You would do yourself. Negotiate with yourself, please. We've
1: discussed that in previous episode. I've done that.
0: Yeah, because you don't want me involved in that. Because honestly, I'll hit you one time and probably just be on the floor. And then the rest of the scene will be this weird perverted medical play scene of you going, oh my god. Now, negotiation has to be two-sided.
1: It has to be something done between equals. The bottom is just as responsible as the top. And just as culpable if things go wrong because a boundary wasn't communicated. So, for example, I did have a scene that some people might view as being having my consent violated because something happened that I hadn't negotiated. Are you going to tell me what it is? I'm going to tell you. Okay. It was sexual. Okay. The top wanted to get a Hitachi wand and use it on me. Mm -hmm. Now, we hadn't pre-negotiated that. So, I hadn't told him no. Right. Granted, I hadn't told him yes, but I hadn't told him no. Now, I could be angry at him and say, how dare you? You violated my consent. The reality is, is I was just as responsible for this miscommunication because I went into the negotiations thinking, if I haven't said it, assume it's a no. And he went into the negotiations. If she hasn't told me no, I'm going to assume it's correct.
0: So I'm going to just say hell no to that? I but my point being is is because I made an assumption and he made an assumption. Okay, but in my opinion, your assumption was the correct one. And that's that's my point that I'm trying to make with this. In, in any case, I don't care if it's a miscommunication. To me, that's not a miscommunication. Your assumption was correct. If you have not explicitly said it in the negotiation, then it's a no. I, I see your point, but I wasn't angry at him. I would have been I would have been that person that just went oh hell no and like just tried to beat the crap out of him
1: I just very politely said no thank you when I saw him coming at me with a touching. okay
0: well okay so now we're gonna back up if you caught it before he came at you and and like during the hey but he hadn't touched you with it yet okay fine I can see going okay yeah no we didn't negotiate that sorry Charlie no but if if I'm say bound and that person is going to use the Hitachi on me, didn't ask, and I'm like in space and I'm kind of rolling my eyes back and I'm like, oh, that's so good. And then suddenly Hitachi on my lady bits. That's a hell to the fuck no and I'm going to kill you.
1: I don't disagree with that. But my point being is, is I would not go around now spreading rumors that this person is a consent violator.
0: Probably not because that's a, between me and him. But at the same time, I'd be pretty, pretty pissed. I was pissed for about a day.
1: Until he reached out and actually apologized okay, and said, I'm really sorry that I made this assumption. We both learned, both of us learned a very valuable lesson. Mm -hmm. And now I expressly tell New Tops, if I haven't said yes, then assume it's a no.
0: Okay, so that's actually a really good idea to add to when you're negotiating. So people who are listening, if you have anything like that, that maybe during this episode we didn't discuss that we should add, please tell me because I have a list. I have a 15-question questionnaire for my personal negotiations. I will add things. There you go. I'm also curious as to what people think about our little debate. Oh, yeah. Because for me, again, I would have been furious. This was about...
1: Three years ago mm-hmm. when I was newer. So I accepted personal responsibility that I did not do my best negotiations. Maybe if that happened again today, when my negotiation skills are stronger, I might have a different opinion and I'd be
0: angrier. Yeah, but how but I was the top? More more so than me. Okay, then that's on him. He should have known. Right. Done. That's my opinion. There you go. I'm sticking with that one. You're allowed. Rara, when should negotiations happen?
1: Before the scene starts and not during the scene. Right.
0: I know I said before that there's a little bit of wiggle room in that, but you kind of set me straight there. For me, the negotiation during the scene is more, hey, you want to take a break? You look like you need a break. Right.
1: And I don't even consider that negotiations. That's the top controlling the scene and giving the sub what they need, even if the sub doesn't realize yet that they need it.
0: It's, well, I included it in the negotiation part because it's like, do you want to maybe come back to it? So that person could still be spacey at the time. So if I say, hey, you want to come back to it while that person is spacey, their spacey self may be like, yeah, let's do more, when in reality, they probably shouldn't.
1: Right. But because you had agreed to it beforehand, and you as the top have decided, no, they're not ready for it yet. I don't consider that under the negotiations umbrella. I concede. Yeah. Okay. I concede. That's why we say never negotiate when you are already bound and restrained. Because then you're not equal. Right. Again, that, that's it. It's all about equal. There's no dom sub, no top bottom when you're negotiating. It is two people who are equals, who get to have the same exact say. Now, there might be people who go, well, what if it's the dom and the sub and the dom's already got control over the sub? I will tell you my opinion. Put that aside. When you are negotiating.
0: If it's a new negotiation that you haven't done in your dynamic before, then yes, you are equal. If it's something you have done as dom-sub routinely, probably not so much needing a negotiation because you already know. And again, what we're going
1: to be talking about today is sort of with the assumption that this is the first time you've ever done a scene with that person. right? And these are all the things that you should cover. Once you've seen with them regularly, it's different. My negotiations with my regular tops are two sentences now. (laughs) Basically, has anything changed? And is there anything I need to know? Right. Because maybe this particular week, I fell, hurt my leg. Now I can't do something that normally I could. Right. It's there's none of this whole thing. They already know.
0: And like I said before, my electro scene negotiations as the top, I literally have a 15 question list to go through. But if I've worked with somebody before and generally know them, there's certain questions that I can skip.
1: Now, one listener of ours recommended very smartly negotiate early. Start negotiating even before you are in front of each other getting ready to do the scene. Because a lot of times if you try to do it right before the scene, You'll find yourself rushed. Mm -hmm. You'll be so eager to get started that you may end up skipping things and overlooking things and it will really get messy. So he recommended that he wants to get most of it done a few days in advance and then just more of a check in right before the scene to say, has anything changed since we spoke about XYZ?
0: But if it's a couple of days in advance, is that considered pickup play?
1: I don't know. But everybody seems to have different definitions right. of pick up play. To
0: me, pick up play is I'm already there and I'm saying, Hey, you wanna do stuff? Yeah, let's right. do stuff. All right, let's go talk. Right. Like Right then. But I can, you know, I, I go halfsies on if people are negotiating beforehand or not.
1: Well, I think in his case, what it is, is he gets a lot of people who reach out to him when they see his name on the RSVP list for a party. Mm-hmm. To say, hey, I saw you there. I'm going to be there. I'd like to do a scene with you. What, uh, what type of play does this person do? I know he does rope.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know. I've only seen him do rope. That doesn't mean that's all he does. Right. Okay. That makes so. sense. So before you even start negotiating with somebody else, there are things you need to know about yourself so that you can go into the negotiations with all the information necessary.
0: Like a user manual. Pretty much.
1: When playing with Rara, you need to know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> when playing with Dara- No blood. <laughs> if there's blood, she will pass out. Don't do it.
1: <laughs> Cover your band-aids. Right. So there's what we call the risk assessment. So knowing your kink knowledge and your experience. What type of play have you done? Have you done it as a top, bottom, dom, sub? Do you have any existing relationship agreements that could affect your play? So for instance, when I had a dom, my last dom, my rules were such that I could get my ass beaten black and blue and bloody, Mm -hmm. but my breasts could have no marks on them. Because he treasured your breasts and didn't want them messed up. So when I would negotiate, that affected the negotiations because it wasn't that you couldn't do play with the breasts. It was what kind of play you could do that will it result in a bruise? Right. And if the answer was it might, then maybe
0: we shouldn't do it. So one of my things was the only person I call daddy is my daddy. And if I happen to bottom for a scene and that person is a daddy, I will not be calling him daddy. So that's one of those things. It's it's doesn't seem like it would be that important, but it is. It's very important to my dynamic. And if my daddy tops somebody else and he lets, you know, calling them princess slip, I'm going to like, you're gonna excuse h- me? You're going to hurt him. Unless it's to you, because that's part of your name, but I don't think he'd ever just, he doesn't call you princess. I'm a
1: princess, not his princess.
0: Yeah, and I am his princess, and I would, he called the dog princess once, and I went, excuse me, (laughs) but it was more play. I do have a friend, a really good friend of ours. He is a daddy, but I don't call him that, again, because that's reserved. I call him Puppy. There you go. (laughs) Slightly different, kind of gets the same meaning across, and it makes him blush, so it's even Well, that's why
1: sometimes I'll jokingly call your daddy, Daddy Jay.
0: Yes. I Actually, uh, Simple Beauty used to call him the, hey, stepdaddy. <laughs> That's how she would refer to him as stepdaddy. There you go. Because she's my sister, but not necessarily his baby girl. Makes sense. So, yeah, it was cute.
1: You also need to know your own needs and limits and boundaries your hard limits, your soft limits, and hopefully you know of any triggers or special concerns that Mm. you need to make sure that whoever you are scening with knows. And triggers don't have to be just for the bottoms. Tops have triggers too.
0: Oh, yeah. We all know that story of me. Yeah. Top turns around, sees blood, falls over. There
1: you go. (laughs) I think we need to get that like tattooed on you. No blood.
0: (laughs) That'd be hilarious because doing the tattoo involves blood. And when I get a tattoo, I don't look at it. Well, the one on my ankle had blood because it was like right on bone. Ouch. Yeah. But I do have a very big trigger that I had to negotiate. You know that one person that I was negotiating with for three months that I was talking about? I specifically needed to not have my hands bound over my head. Okay. Um. So he did it so that they were attached to cuffs, which were attached to the um, massage table that I was on, but they were at my side. I don't have a problem with my hands being bound or restrained in it's any way. It's just in that
1: particular position it's you can't do. It's over my
0: head, crossed, and held. I can't do it. I am fortunate and I
1: have no triggers. My special concerns are just more, I have a bum knee. Hmm. so we have to be careful uh hitting too close to that area or stuff like that but i have no that i've discovered doesn't mean one might not pop up at any given
0: time but Mm -hmm. as of right now i have none so i have two bum knees but i don't do impact so that doesn't really affect me what it does affect me is if i'm doing electro play for six hours straight which i've done gets painful i wear you know i'll put on slippers stuff like that but i think we've gotten a a stool for me to sit on before wood not metal (laughs) That's important. Definitely. Somebody brought me over a metal chair once and I was like, (laughs) I don't think so. Not with electricity.
1: (laughs) That's not good. (laughs) You also should be aware, what's your personal consent or negotiation framework? Are you working under SSC, safe, sane, and consensual? Maybe it's RAC, risk-aware consensual kink, or CNC, consensual non-consent, total power exchange, TPE. What is your mindset? Dang, this is like alphabet soup up in here. I understand. (laughs) But you need to know all this about yourself because it is going to impact the negotiations.
0: Yes, very much so. A and c scene will be vastly different than just, you know, friends beating each other with a spoon. You also should be able to answer the following questions as you go into the
1: negotiations and be prepared to discuss this. Simple. Do you want to be the top? Do you want to be the bottom? Or do you want to switch during the scene?
0: I've done that. You have to be very well aware of yourself if you're going to switch in a scene. Um, some people can, some people can't. I cannot. When I view you,
1: I'm going to view you as a top or view you as a bottom. I have switched with Simple Beauty three times and it felt awkward as hell. And I couldn't even do it in the middle of a scene, but I did scenes where I, you know, topped her and it just felt weird to me.
0: I did a scene with um, a partner of mine several years ago and our friend Highland Tiger. So I can switch at the drop of a hat. It doesn't make any difference to me. She went first as the bottom and then we switched to me So I went top, bottom, then back to top because I was the one of the three of us who could actually do that. The third one, my partner at the time, he could not switch from bottom back to top. It literally took him about 24 hours after a scene to come back out of that headspace. So we had to make sure that he was the last one bottoming. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, I cannot switch in the middle of a
1: scene. I have no problem switching back and forth between top and bottom. For different scenes. Mm -hmm. But once I'm in that headspace for that scene, it needs to reach its conclusion before I can switch. Now, if you want to be the bottom in the scene, you still should be asking what your top is looking for. Right. Because you want your top to walk away from a scene enjoying it so that they'll want to do it again.
0: Yeah, the top needs to also be satisfied. This is just because they're not bottoming doesn't mean that they're not getting something out of this too. And here's a little
1: secret. If you invite your top to tell you what they like, and what their limits are, it's going to make you a really popular bottom.
0: (laughs) So the part about how do you want to feel from a scene is going to be different every time you do a scene. It'll be different on the type of scene you're doing. It'll be different on how you're feeling that day. I could negotiate with somebody three days ago and they were like, "Yeah, I totally want to do a super sexy scene. Will you totally make me come from Electro?" And I'd be like, "No problem. I got plenty of stuff here that'll do that for you. Let's choose." And then that day they come to the party. Yeah, I'm not I'm not feeling it. I had a rough day. I just, can you just, um, can you just do some sensation play on me today and like de-stress me? Yeah, sure. No problem. And then I, I switch gears. Well, that's what happens with my scenes with Simple Beauty.
1: I'll come to her and we know we're going to do a scene because there's a party going to happen. And we almost always scene together at a party. And on one day, I'll say to her, it has been a bitch of a week. I need you to beat the ever-living crap out of me, please. Right. Sometimes she comes to me and she says, it's been a bitch of a week. I need to beat the ever-living crap out of you. <laughs>
0: And it's the- beautiful when that lines right? up, doesn't it? It is. And so if you've both had a bitch of a week at the same time. Oh, watch out,
1: folks. It's going to be a hell of a scene. Yeah. But the reason this is important and the the difference is, is I know, for example, if she's the one who's had a bitch of a week and needs to beat the ever living crap out of me. The reality is the warm-up is probably going to be faster and harder than when I'm the one who needs to have the crap beaten out of me. Mm -hmm. This is why we always talk about being self-aware and knowing yourself and knowing who you're working with because I know that. And that might not be okay with somebody else. Let's just say not that you would ever let her beat the crap out of you. Nope. But let's just say, for example, you were bottoming and that was her mindset. That might not work for you because you know that you need that longer warm-up. Right. As long as I know in advance so I can get my mind set properly, I'm okay with understanding today warm up is going to be all of about five minutes Mm -hmm. and that's it.
0: So sometimes when I have a bitch of a week or a bitch of a day to the point where I'm stressed out that I can barely function and one more decision is going to set me off into a screaming rage, I go to daddy. And you know, you're very physical. We figured this out. The difference between me and Ra-Ra is she is more into the physical side of kink and I am more into the mental side of kink. Right. That's where the humiliation, objectification, little, all of that comes in for me. And if I have a bitch of a week, the likelihood of me needing more of a scene as a little is bigger than a normal day. I little with my daddy 24-7. We're in a 24-7 relationship. It's every day. I get to little at some point. If I've had a bad day, it is more. It is hours. It is him assigning me tasks. And when I say tasks, I mean very, very detailed things. So you
1: don't have to think or make a decision.
0: That's the biggest part of when I have a stressful day is when I have too many really big decisions that affect too many people. It's stressful. And sometimes I need to get the fuck away from that.
1: I get that way sometimes too. The more real life gets crazy and especially when things are going wrong, when things are not going the way I need them to go. Having tasks that are very black and white Mm -hmm. that I can accomplish and look at and go, I did it right. That helps my mindset too.
0: Do you consider that a scene when you're assigned to tasks like we went off on a tangent? It's no oh, longer a party, but it is a scene. It is a we I negotiate it with daddy and he I say, OK, this is what I need. How can you give me this? I don't.
1: I will just basically say life is shitty right now. Help. OK. And since we've hopefully negotiated and discussed beforehand. Right. I just have to basically flip the switch to let them know.
0: Help. Yeah, for me, it's definitely more of a scene. And I'll be like, hey, look, I really this is a shit day. I need help. This is what I need. Can, what can you make me do to provide me with this mental help? When he's had a bad day, I get extra pampering. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. He, his his thing is he just needs to take care of someone Because something was out of his control and he can control me. So in the way he does that is he takes extra special daddy good care of me. So I'm okay with it. I'm okay with helping him out. In a
1: scene, you might want to just have fun. It might just be, I'm in a good mood. You're in a good mood. Let's have fun. Let's play. Yeah. We have a good friend who, for her, it's cathartic. She needs to get the crap beaten out of her and she needs to cry buckets. And that to her is a successful scene. Not to
0: me, unless I'm specifically working with somebody who's like my partner that I was talking about that I did the, the three people scene and we, we switched. Right. He was the one person that we regularly did CNC with because both he and I were working through some shit and that's how we decided to do it. And it worked. But damn, were those negotiated hard. Each and every scene, every time was negotiated hard. Well, also on here is sadistic, which, as
1: I said, that's for Simple Beauty. That happened a lot. Right. Where she's like, I- I'm pissed off at the world. Mm-hmm. I can't just go around hitting the entire world as much as I'd like to. I need to hit something. What's serious? And I'm the something.
0: What's Well, what's seriously fun about her is when she needs that as a bottom. I've done electro play with her when she needed that as a bottom. And she's one of two people that I've really, really gone that full on sadistic with. Um, And it was because she specifically asked me to. And again, we negotiated that. Yeah, it all comes down
1: to negotiation.
0: I think I wrote on her with my uh, electro stiletto and it left electrical burns for Mm -hmm. a couple of days.
1: Yeah. Sometimes the scene could be about I need to hurt. I I I need to be hurting. For me, especially the masochist in me, sometimes when my inside is hurting, my heart, my head, because of life, Mm-hmm. If I can get my body to hurt instead, it helps me. And that's the cathartic part of it. I-, I guess so. But my cathartic isn't crying. If I'm crying in the scene, for me, that's not a successful scene. It's not a good scene. Can I just say that yeah, instead? That's okay. <laughs> Too many S's.
0: <laughs> Seashells. <laughs> no,
1: no, I can't do okay. that one. Thank you.
0: <laughs> uh, but maybe you want to feel objectified. That to me, so again, the whole mental physical thing, the objectified part for me, that's my cathartic. Okay. I won't, I don't cry, but that's how I get my cathartic, uh, scene is when I might be an object. There you go.
1: Another way you might want to feel, and I know this happens for me a lot, you want to feel beautiful. And that's where a lot of my rope scenes come into play. You uh, just want to be
0: pretty. I just want to
1: be pretty. Pretty in pink. There you go. So I want to be tied in such a way. That it just looks beautiful. Right. Or
0: my stapling. I'll
1: have it done as a corset. And it just looks beautiful. I'm
0: trying to think of how I apply that to Electro. Because I think it's mostly when I use the the sheet the metal sheet and I can make lightning bolts go across it and it just would that would look pretty. It looks gorgeous. The other one that I'm remembering right now is the girl that wore the metal bra. Okay. You remember that? I'm sure she can she knows exactly who she is. She wore this metal studded bra to a party and we ended up electroing it and she just was like losing her mind (laughs) because it went straight across the entire breast when I hit one side. So it went clear across our nipples, clear across everything. That was the first time I'd ever done that or even seen that. And I went, oh, so we had a great time. All right. So
1: some other things you need to be aware of. Do you want your scene to be public? Do you want your scene to be completely private, just you and your partner? Or private mostly, but a select few people can be a part of the scene.
0: I've cleared a room. I have cleared a room at a party because this person had specifically negotiated with me prior to the scene that they wanted no one around except for their partner who was not involved in the scene at all was just watching that was very very important to her because she was incredibly shy about it but she still wanted to experience it now she doesn't give a shit
1: (laughs) she's come a long way
0: she's she's gotten past that but the very first one yeah I understood that and I I had told um, my person who was doing electro on the other side of the room I was like hey um, we got this person coming in that I told you about before would you mind taking like a break give me 15 minutes and he did yeah and I've had i had instances
1: at my parties where there has been a request. Could they have a little more privacy? So I'll try to set up time either early at the party or later at the party where we try to clean out the dungeon and get people to go elsewhere. Or I we moved furniture once because she didn't feel comfortable getting undressed, but yet she needed her clothes off in order to do the scene properly. So we moved furniture so she was off in a corner Well, in your and dungeon could is- face... The wall so nobody could see her naked breasts.
0: It's also not that hard because you have little dividers in yours. So you can move those pretty easily. What about if you want to do just a straight up erotic scene?
1: In what sense?
0: Well, so that one where we had three ladies uh, like having orgasms at the same time. I would consider that a highly erotic scene. It's not something that I normally do with Electro that's normally very sensual, very slow. I can do sadistic, but every once in a while, you get people that just want to come. Yes. We do. So we'll have, we'll see people, they'll have sex in the dungeon. Mm-hmm. I did make a couple people come with uh, one of my Electro toys. I, um, I'll i have to see if I can share that particular story in more detail, but that was negotiated with her and her partner and it drew quite the crowd. You should also be prepared to discuss um, medical health and how to handle certain things. That's huge. Like, for example... I have really, really bad knees. If I'm doing something on the floor, the one time that I did a rope scene, I specifically told Simple Beauty, I was like, we need to avoid the knees. Please don't do anything on my legs. I don't want to be hung from my knees. I don't want to be lifted from my knees. I can't. Um, and people are usually like really exceptionally good about that if you disclose beforehand. If you have a cut or something, for Electra especially, we don't want right. open wounds and electricity, people. We don't want that. So if you have a cut, right, let me know.
1: Do you have a heart condition? She do you have tickets.
0: asthma? Right. There's a story
1: a friend shared with me at an event they were at where their bottom had a fucking heart attack. No. While they were- In a scene? In a scene. Oh, Jesus. So of all things, it was, and I never thought to think about this, not only did they have to do with it, but it was like, where was their partner? Right. Where was the person's information to be able to give to the 911 operator it just allergies is a big one
0: you have a latex allergy. i have a big latex allergy and also it applies to acrylic too so somebody with acrylic nails I can't play with them. So yeah, you need to know all these things. Right. And these are all part of the negotiations. And weirdly, here's a new one. Nobody that I've ever worked with with Electro, the person who trained me, didn't know this. We learned on scene two things, actually. You can apparently be allergic to electrified aluminum. Really? Not aluminum. Only when it's electrified. Only when it's electrified. We have an implement. It's a shrimp <laughs> Made. Yeah. Talk about pervertibles. Oh folks. my gosh. This thing is so amazing, which reminds me I need to get another one. You just hold it in your hand. It's dull. Like there's nothing sharp about this thing. But when it's electrified, it feels like a knife. So that's what we use it for. And it made one or two people get welts from barely touching them because it was electrified. And it turned. we looked it up after this. Turns out, yeah, you can get allergic reaction to electrified aluminum of all things
1: see but now you know oh yeah we learn lots of things on the go there's also psychological and mental health issues if you have a trigger you need to not only know what it is but also as part of negotiations advise the other person how best to handle it if it happens now we know sometimes you don't know you have a trigger until it happens but if you know it once you know it Make sure that's part of your negotiations. Don't be afraid to share it. Don't be worried that you're somehow going to look less if you have this trigger. No, you don't. Because what happens is, is let's say you have a trigger and you hide it. And now it goes off during the scene, assuming let's say you're the bottom. You've now fucked up your top and you might have given them a trigger. Yes. Because they didn't know this was going to happen and messed them up.
0: So So, you have to tell people. So my trigger, for example, with the whole arms over the head thing, I... Did not disclose that because I didn't think it would happen. I ended up headbutting the person who uh Ouch. did it. I didn't break anything. That time. I could have. It was it wasn't it wasn't uh an on purpose kind of it was like an involuntary gesture where I was trying to jerk up and I caught the person in the chin. Oh
1: yeah But it, I've been it's been not like a, that way. It's
0: Ouch. not like I broke a broken nose.
1: No. <laughs> uh safe words needs to be part of your negotiations. What safe word system do you want to use? Now most people use the traffic light system. Yep. Green means go, yellow, slow down, red, stop. Super green. Super green in Dara's case. But <laughs> even within that, it may be different for you. So for example, one of our listeners had said that when she says yellow, what that really means to her is if you keep doing that same thing in that same spot for five more seconds, that I'm going to red. And that her yellow is typically very, very close to red. Somebody else might be different.
0: Yeah. So my yellow is more like, hey, I'm kinda over this. Let's just move on. It's not like a red, I need to stop the scene right the fuck now. It's yellow, like, okay, let's um,
1: let's just do something else. Right. And my yellow can mean different things because I could be yellow. Please don't hit that spot right now. It could be yellow. I need you to change the implement. I don't want to be hit with that anymore. So it depends. And so when I am doing my negotiations with a new person, I will tell them, okay, so I'm going to use the stoplight system and I'm going to be very, very specific. When I yellow, and I will tell you, because I don't want my tops to guess what I mean, I will tell you, yellow that spot, yellow that implement. Right. Talked about previously, we've had other, I've worked with tops who have additional colors to let you know. So not only do you need to discuss exactly what safe words you use, but then what do those safe words mean to you? So even within red, it means different things to different people.
0: So like 50 Shades of Red? Pretty much.
1: So for me, red means we're done. End of story. For me too. End of the scene. Some people say that red just means hold on, I need a break.
0: Right. So again, for me, that means that's an emergency. If I read. That's get me the fuck out of this right now. I'm done. Holy shit. Aftercare starts now. That means I'll almost take it too far to the point of extremes. I won't red if I'm like, eh, I'm done for that. It's like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. And I'll do the same thing. I will usually say, I think I'm good here. Mm-hmm. But a couple times during like a scene where it's been forced orgasms, my red is okay, 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 okay. But these are the things. See, it's a good
1: thing. You know this because then you tell your top when I do this, it means this. The word no, for example. For some people, no is sufficient as a safe word. Right. For some others, it isn't. I've worked with tops that have told me point blank, if you yellow three times, I will call red and end the scene.
0: That's cool. I've actually never heard that one.
1: Yeah. Get three yellows. Right. And then you're done. Some other people might use other words. I mean, there's all the joke about, you know, pineapple is my safe word. (laughs) (laughs) So you need to make sure that everybody is speaking the same language so
0: everybody understands. Some people use hand signals. And that's actually really good to know. Again, something I learned on the fly because sometimes you just go nonverbal. Right. I've actually added that to my negotiation questions because some people are like, nah, it's good. I don't go nonverbal. Yeah, you don't know that you don't until Mm -hmm. you're in it. Yeah. And
1: for me, tops that I've worked with regularly will tell you that they can check in with my grunts and the other sound effects (laughs) that I make. It's not that I don't. I lose my ability to talk. But just even from what sounds I'm making also tells them how close I'm getting to the end.
0: I had a friend I was doing a scene with and it was, you know, they were face down, ass up, that whole thing. So I couldn't see their face. They were enjoying what I was doing. However, this is where I learned about some people go nonverbal that don't know they go nonverbal because that person went nonverbal (laughs) and I had no idea. All I knew was they were enjoying it when they put their hand back toward me and started flicking their fingers at me. i was
1: picturing this. That
0: was the only thing that this person could think to do didn't move away from what I was doing, didn't say anything, didn't drop down. All they could think to do was to flick their fingers at me. And I just stopped and I said, are you okay? Nothing, not a word. Just put their hand down on the floor. And I went, okay, I'm going to be very careful. I'm going to stop. We're going to remove all of everything and we're going to do it very, very slowly. Give me like lift one finger up if this is what you want. And they did. They lifted the one finger up and I was like, okay, so everything stopped. But that that kind of made me nervous. Luckily, I, I knew that person very, very well and knew what was going on, but I still had to make sure. You also want to know beforehand how you want your top to check
1: in with you or during the scene, or if you're at the top, how often you want to check in with the bottom. So do they need consistently throughout the scene? Do you need your top saying, are you okay? What color are you at? Right. Or if I just tap you on the shoulder, what do you want? Are there physical cues that top should be looking for that tell the top, if you see this, that's usually the sign that I'm done. Because I've been in scenes where my top checks in with me more than I think is necessary. Right. And sometimes I actually get very annoyed, like, would you just stop asking me? I will fucking let you know when I've reached the point that I can't take anymore, but you're, ma-, but I'm like, in my head, in
0: the zone. And now you want me to answer you. So that's something I never thought of really, because most of what I do is with new people to electro. I mean, I do have my people that continuously come back for more. But a lot of times at parties, it's new people. I have an entire scene, 15 minute demo scene worked out with each person. This is just what I've worked out Mm -hmm. over the years. But it's a a lot of I'm going to switch implements. Are you green after every implement?
1: Right. I have different tops who like to check in, you know, more or less often. I just have to know beforehand which top I'm working with and how much they want to do. And then I'll adjust because here's the reality. I don't need the check-ins as often, but you as my top need to check in often. Right. It would be really wrong of me to say, so sad, too bad for you. I don't need it, so don't do it.
0: Well, yeah, because Because that's that's psychologically what that top needs. Right. In that scene. And And I
1: want them to walk away being just as happy and satisfied with the scene as I am and to feel it's a success as much as I do so guess what sometimes the bottom makes those adjustments and you say fine if that's what you need then that's what we're going to do because
0: really do you want a traumatized top running around uh no yeah that's not so much not really All right. so what about marks I love them I know you do
1: <laughs> but you're right that's something you need to know beforehand oh very much very, very much. Do you want marks, yes or no? Are there areas that you cannot mark? I mean, we have something what we call business marks. Right. It's marks that are not going to be
0: below where a short sleeve shirt would do. And they have to be um, not above the collarbone, I believe. Right. Well, on women, it's different because we have The v-neck. The v-neck kind of things.
1: You know, and how long can they last? Right. Do you not mind to mark, but it needs to be something that's going to go away? I mean, I've had instances where I know I'm going to see my kids. So I don't mind marks, but I'm going to see my kids in a week. So let's not have long-term marks. I've already got outed to my, my youngest child because I forgot and got marked and she saw them. (laughs)
0: so marks and again there's different things that mark different ways i think i believe we talked about cupping and again with that one you kind of just need an excuse hey i I got some pt i got some physical therapy and i got a massage and it was like that when in reality you're just a kinky fucker yeah
1: well i've been in that position of trying to explain marks on my body
0: yep to your waxer to my waxer yeah
1: which is why she now knows all about my kink (laughs) life the other thing you need to know about yourself is subspace. Do you go into it? What does it look like for you? What can the top use for communication if you go nonverbal? Dropping a ball.
0: Oh, so for electro, one of the things we do for, for nonverbal, and it's, uh, the, the bottom holds like a metal rod that actually makes them the conduit. It's called, uh, reverse. So instead of me applying direct stuff to them. It's them being the conduit and then I put stuff on them. It's called reverse. We give the bottom the metal conduit, the rod. And then if they need to, all they have to do is drop it. They just let go and the whole thing stops. They don't need to say anything. There's nothing there to connect to. Perfect. So
1: it works really well. Mm. And then finally, you also need to know what your aftercare needs are.
0: Oh, super important.
1: And be very specific because aftercare needs to be part of your negotiations. That and is in step fact, three. Aftercare is so huge. We're going to do a whole episode on that.
0: We are. We'll just give you a little taste of what aftercare right? is right now. So do you need to check in on the next day? Do three days cuddles? later. Cuddles?
1: Do you need sex? Some people need sex for their aftercare.
0: Really? Yeah. Huh.
1: All right. So now you know all these things about yourself and you're going to share those things with your partner so that you can do the negotiation process. Now let's talk about specifically what you want to do in the scene so that we can set up the right scene for your needs. So do you want to do a bondage scene? And what type of
0: bondage scene? Right. Sensory deprivation, just restrictive. Do you want to look pretty? (laughs) uh and where where are the restrictions for doing this can you get like for me i don't want my i don't want my knees touched i wouldn't want my arms pulled back so for me it'd be more like a torso thing
1: so for example with the bondage i don't want a gag that for me is a hard limit so i'm gonna tell them no gags that's not acceptable
0: yeah robert always needs to be able to talk my new york jew honey i gotta talk (laughs) it's a requirement and for me, I kind of enjoy gags. There you go. Like I said, daddy puts binky in my mouth when he wants me to shut up. <laughs> and what do you want to have
1: used to bind you? Do you want cuffs? Do you want a blindfold? Do you want a hood over your head? Collar, leash, whatever. If it's an impact play, what kind of play? Are you doing a sensual impact? Are doing painful, thuddy,
0: stingy, rhythmic bloody. And all of that is going to depend like what implements are used. So of course that needs to be talked about.
1: So in addition to knowing what kind of impact you want, one of the things that I do when working with a new bottom is I will literally take all my implements and spread them out. And my bottom can go yes, no, yes, no, and go down the line. And whichever ones they say no to, just put away. It's it's just an easy way to negotiate. Mm-hmm. Be- I say pick your top four. Yeah, I don't give them. Top four or whatever, I just say yes or no. I mean, if they've already told me they don't do stingy, like we have one good friend who cannot do stingy. She's not a big pain slut and she can't do stingy. So when I spread out the toys, I know no don't pull out the canes. Right. Don't pull out anything that could be stingy. And but even within the ones that I do put out, there's gonna be ones she says no to. Mm -hmm. Because oddly enough, she finds stingy even though I don't.
0: I usually recommend, depending on what kind of scene they want, what implement will do that for them. And then, but if I'm doing like a newbie round the world kind of situation, I'll just be like, all right, this is what this one does. Can I use this one? This is what this one done. Can I, can I use this one? And it's really quick stuff.
1: Right. The other thing too is where, where can I hit you? Where That's do you want to be hit? One. Front, back, breasts, genitalia, legs, nipples. Top I have your
0: head. Don't hit the top of my head. No, I'm not going to hit the top of the head. But, oh, but we're do- an impact play. I'll, I'm not going to talk about impact play. Shoot up with of the head with Electro. It is amazing. <laughs> not everything is about Electro. Not everything is about impact. No, sometimes it's about blood. <laughs> I'm going to beat my pants. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry, water sports is a hard limit.
0: <laughs> she just, you guys should have seen the look on her face when she said, it's about blood. I, I, just, I'm like sitting here going, oh my God. She's getting off to torturing me about blood. I can't help it.
1: That's why I'm a masochist. Red. Okay, fine. <laughs> but I have on my body places where I personally don't like to be hit. Mm-hmm. And the best way to do that when you're negotiating is literally... Point it out. Yes here, no
0: there, and so point. You're going to point to the top of your head and say, no hitty. No hitty. <laughs> no hitty to the top. You're your going to remember that now forever, next negotiation, because I I've, bet you okay, never thought of I've that. i hit
1: the top of my head.
0: <laughs> did you it get hurts. a discussion? It was, it hurts. You didn't hear what I said, did you? No. I said, did you get a discussion? Ha. Huh. No. No, because I actually said that when I hit my head. I looked at the person, and I was like, I think I may have a discussion. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I am not tall.
1: And there have been many times that my top of my head has met the bottom of a cabinet. Yeah, mine was. the. And that hurts. Mine was
0: the freezer. And that was not good pain. And I'm taller than the freezer. So that was. I don't think we want to know how that ended up happening.
1: (laughs) Sensation play. I'll let you lead this because this is your baby.
0: Sensation play. Again, it can be different for a lot of people. Some people think of thuddy as sensation, and some people like me would be like, hell no, that's not a sensation that I want. Um, Bad sensation. As a bad sensation. You can do sensual, which is a lot of times like dragging the hands and the fingernails across very gently. To other people, that would be very ticklish, and they either would want or not want that. You can do painful sensations like with knife play, and when I add electro to it, It just honestly depends on how high I turn it up and what implements I'm using. Scratching. Ah, you like scratching. Actually, Daddy had an idea the other day that I was going to run past you anyway. Uh Uh-oh. A scratching station at a party for people that enjoy the sensation of scratching. Okay, because like at night he takes off my bra and he'll run his nails down my back and I just like start wiggling up against him. It's great. It's a great tease for both of us. But we'll scratch each other during sex like this is what both of us are into. So scratching if people are interested, I will offer it. Oh, I love it. Um, you could do hair pulling. That mm-hmm. can also be a
1: sensation. Yeah. And these are all the things you need to negotiate. So even in impact, I have tops who like to grab my hair. Right. I grab hair when I'm pulling my bottom's head back to talk to them. You need to ask. Is it's that okay? okay? If your- Sometimes
0: you can grab hair wrong. Ouch! Yes, yes.
1: The object is don't pull the hair out.
0: Oh no! Don't don't do that. Don't yank so hard that you actually like you actually rip out hair. <laughs> no, but don't don't even
1: ask because. Do you know I have only ever called red once in all my scenes that I've done? And Do you know why I called red?
0: Somebody pulled out your hair? Oh, worse. Oh, no.
1: Oh, what, did they dye your hair the wrong color? No, they spilled water on my hair. <gasps> I was having one of the best fucking hair days of my entire life and they spilled water all over my hair because they thought they were trying to cool me down. We were in a very hot dungeon it was summer. And they wanted to splash water on my face. Okay,
0: but for that you use like a spritzer. They Unless had... you're on fire don't pour water on someone.
1: Well, I called Red. They oh fucking messed up my hair. I would And ruined my whole mindset. It is literally, and this is why I'm Princess Rara. It is literally the only time I've ever called Red in my entire life was because they messed my hair
0: up. Wait, wait, wait. wait wait. wait, wait, how was your makeup?
1: My makeup had sweated off somewhat, but still there was
0: that. So I do want to bring up licking. Okay, licking is part of sensation play. I do use it in electro play. You lick people? I do. I don't think I've ever seen that. Really?
1: I don't really pay a lot of attention to your electro play. Oh, that's true. I don't
0: watch you doing blood. You don't watch me doing electro. We're good. (laughs) So yeah, part of uh, a big part of the sensation play for electro is licking. So when I said uh, sometimes I can be the conduit or the bottom can be the conduit, let's just say in this instance it's the bottom. She's and I'm talking about a specific person. She's laying there. She's got the rod in her hand making her the conduit. We've already cleared the area. And I will say, okay, is it okay if I lick you? And I will show you like I've already done the hands. I've already done the different implements. I'll show you what the tongue feels like. And I did lean over and lick this person in different spots. You can do shoulders, arms, fingers. I'm not going to lick somebody's toes, but it's possible. You can do nipples. Now licking
1: nipples, I could get into.
0: You can lick the clit with Electra. Okay, now we're talking. It's amazing <laughs> i've done this to several people i do like licking i'll I lick the tip of a penis with the uh with electro going on i'm not gonna just lick any penis It's got to be a partner. It's got to be somebody that I'm really tight with. The one CNC guy, if his wife's there, she'll do it. That kind of thing. But there was one instance where I wanted this person to experience electro nipple licking. But this particular person, I was not going to lick at all. Fair enough. And I had my daddy slash husband and my sub at the time do it. Finally got a reaction out of her. She did indeed love it, but I wasn't going to be licking her nipples. You know, she's listening. She knows exactly who she is, and she's I might laughing be her willing ass off right now.
1: I might be willing to try an electro scene if I can get my nipples and my clit licked.
0: You got it, sister. All right, I got you. Okay, <laughs> we're gonna have people lined up for that scene. Try- D- Daddy oh, J gonna help? Let's. Oh yeah, he will. Okay, he loves it. Well, you know what we can do at another party? We'll have like a daisy chain of who gets to lick rah-rah with Electro.
1: I I get consent on who's part of that daisy chain. All
0: right. Mental play. Now, if
1: you are going to be doing a mental play scene, a mind fuck objectification scene, please negotiate the fuck out of this one.
0: Absolutely. I mean. don't want to fuck that one up. Even
1: blood play. Yes, I get it. You need to negotiate and you need to be careful, but your body can heal faster than your mind. Yes, negotiate the fuck out of that one.
0: You also, if you're going to be doing mental play, you need to negotiate what that person might be. So like I said before, I actually do like to be an Ottoman. You know, put your feet up on me. Let me just be non-existent. I'll be, you know, the sex toy that has no role in the actual Mm -hmm. sex. I'm just supposed to take it. But um, other people may want to be objectified as uh, something other than human. You know, we talked about that one before. That's a thing. Hypnosis. I have had erotic hypnosis. I went to a class on it. I want to do that so freaking bad. And I was negotiating with him on a scene. We were going to do it. And then freaking COVID happened and it completely ruined my life. Fuck COVID. Fuck COVID. I want to do a hypnosis scene. We're talking about the same person, right? No. I I went to a class with Voldemort. Oh, well then F that. No, I want to do a tactics. Oh, yes. Dude's amazing. Um, He knows what he's doing. Oh, he really does. So I want so badly to do a hypnosis scene. I think somebody we know is being trained on that or was being trained on that intimacy, and
1: sex. You need to negotiate this because as my story showed earlier, it's really important that everybody is speaking the exact same language. So for instance, are we going to do touch only as necessary for the scene? Or can there be touch on my naked body? Cuddling, groping. Can you touch my genitals? Can there be fluid exchange? Can there be some dirty talk? Can there be licking? Licking, yes. (laughs) All of that. And if you need to, again, don't just say it point on your body where they may and may not touch
0: like feet some people really really don't want you to touch their feet like hell to the fuck no don't touch my feet you can touch mine i'm okay with it if it's like a person rubbing my feet Mm -hmm. but i have very very ticklish feet so if i'm doing something else probably not going to be touching my feet
1: can there be penetration can you penetrate the vagina and if so with what fingers only toys only
0: all of the above i have an electro rod for that it's metal and you electrify it and you can fuck somebody with it okay
1: you have never told me about any of these things i might have a totally different
0: opinion about electro (laughs) if i knew these things existed you don't watch any of the goddamn scenes when i do this so how would you know oh so it's my fault yes be aware okay no we're gonna go look at my toy box when we're done with this and i'm gonna show you everything unbelievable uh, not just vaginal penetration but anal penetration i have that
1: for electro too okay oral do you want to give receive is that part of it now you really have to get deep into this conversation <laughs> if you people. if you want to have the scene end in an orgasm that's How? actually a
0: different scene that's so for me i do sexual and sensual they're different right one ends in orgasm one does not right.
1: well let's assume Somebody says they want the scene to end in an orgasm. Okay. It really behooves the bottom to tell the top how you're going to get them there. Right. We're all different. We don't all need the same sort of stimulation to reach orgasm. So you need to make sure that your top knows what it is. It's somebody who has a dick and they want to reach an orgasm. Do you need a firm grip? A soft grip. Touch the balls? Don't touch the balls. Lube. If it's somebody with a with a pussy, do you need lube to do it? Is there a particular position? Legs up in the air, legs flat. I Bent know. Bent over.
0: Right. All of these things need to be discussed. I had a person who apparently was able to orgasm from uh, the electro on her one boob, her nipple specifically just one nipple in particular yeah it was the party nipple party nipple that's yeah. a new one that's what they called it Okay, and i had negotiated with the dom and her on when how and it happened like we just concentrated on that particular nipple and it happened and i was like oh damn and then if you're going to do all of that
1: discuss safe sex protocols
0: condoms, condoms dental dams Ooh. Also going to bring that one up. Allergy. Latex. People have latex allergies. Don't use a latex condom if they said they have a latex allergy. Thank you. Here's other
1: important questions that should be included in your negotiations. When did the bottom last eat or drink water? A lot of people forget to ask that question. There's a reason behind it. (laughs) Story time. Oh, boy. I went to Baltimore Playhouse and I did three scenes that night. Now, I knew I was going to be naked. Didn't want a pot belly from a big meal if I was going to be naked. So I ate very, very sparingly and had to be cut out of the rope. This poor top. I don't, you know, rope is not cheap. Mm-hmm. He did the right thing. He did exactly what he should have done. And he cut me out because my safety was more important than the did money spent on the in the rope? rope. I came so fucking close to fainting. Jesus. If he hadn't cut me out when he did, I would have fainted. And it could have all been avoided had I eaten. Right. I've learned my lesson, but so did he, because now it's a question he asks. And it's a question I ask because not that I tie anybody up, but if I've got a bottom on my St. Andrew's cross, I need
0: to know they're not going to fall over. And the whole drinking water thing probably should ask if anybody needs to pee before they do a scene because mm-hmm. you know water sports and the whole red thing and that's just not going to be very fun yeah
1: i did have my sub though unintentionally pee in the middle of a scene <laughs> because we had just it, we double topped her and we just hit her a little harder than she'd ever been hit before she wanted ah. to push her boundaries and we pushed them the fuck and she peed oh so i can't say that i was upset with her for that i mean yeah granted it's a limit for me but nobody foresaw that so
0: yeah 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 um have
1: this have you taken any medications that may affect the scene either the top or the bottom right even something as simple as cold medicine benadryl ever take benadryl and get loopy
0: i'd take benadryl and i'm out in 20 minutes yeah. man there's no way i'm scening after right. that
1: have they done any other scenes that night as a top you might be more tired because they've been swinging that flogger all damn night the bottom might have bruises or sore spots that need to be avoided You can also ask who's there with the bottom. Right. If you're not the partners who came together in case there's an emergency or if they're getting too spacey, do they have a ride home? Who is there with the bottom?
0: That's actually really important. We also usually in our scenes, in our parties, we usually have somebody who's medically trained. I have gone and gotten a medically trained person to come take care of the person who I just was working with because they were that spacey.
1: Yeah, it's important to know this. Now, tops and bottoms will also have Different questions and different perceptions of things. I'm going to say something really important here. All right. So I hope everybody's listening. Bottoms. It is okay to ask questions about inspection of equipment, rigging, sanitizing procedures, anything. It is okay to ask if the top has a fire extinguisher, fire blanket if you're doing fire play. Do they have scissors to cut rope if you're doing rope? right? This is absolutely not topping from the bottom.
0: It's a safety concern. So for example, for electro play, I mentioned before, I have a kill switch, a foot pedal on mine. I'm looking at a new wand that has a kill switch directly on the wand right where your thumb would be when you're holding it. These are safety precautions. Don't play with somebody who does not have safety precautions already established.
1: Run far and run fast. For tops, invite the no. Make it so that your bottom feels comfortable and confident in telling you, no, I don't want to do that thing.
0: Right, because if you're just going to intimidate somebody into doing something, you're not worth it as a top. Yeah. Don't do that.
1: And a lot of times, and I've seen this with especially new female bottoms, they're intimidated by these tops. They're in- Intimidated and uncomfortable and almost afraid to say, no, I don't want to do something. Because they think no one's going to want to play with them after that. Right. So it is really important for the top to make and create an environment where these bottoms feel safe
0: in saying, no, I don't want to do that. And that's going to bring more people back to your party or your dungeon if you do that and more people will want to play with you if you are that kind of top. You don't want to get that kind of reputation where you're just like not safe to be with. And people talk. Oh boy, do they talk. Communities are Small. Crazy. Yeah. At the end of the scene, now we've done our
1: negotiations, we've had our scene, and now it's over. I would really recommend that whether you do it that night or that day or at a different time, sit down and talk with your scene partner and discuss how the scene went. Mm-hmm. Compare it to your negotiations. Did it go the way you wanted it to go? If not, why? How did it differ? How can
0: it improve for next time? What can you do better next time? You can add to your user manual.
1: And especially as a bottom, ask your top, did I have, let's say, any physical cues that we can now look for next time or I can share in my next negotiations? It is an opportunity for the
0: top and the bottom to learn more about each other and about themselves. Which is extremely important for any negotiation, right. any scene you always want to know what happened, how it happened, can you improve on it? So you're you can you can think about that the whole time.
1: So in conclusion, negotiations, do it. It's important and without them, you will not have a good successful scene.
0: It won't be satisfying for nobody. Thank you for hanging out with us today. If you have a question you would like answered or just have a story about the lifestyle you want to share, you can send us a voicemail and maybe it will be shared in a future episode. Just go to PinkKinkPodcast.com to contact us. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram,
1: and FetLife at the handle PinkKinkPodcast. Join our Facebook
0: group, Podcast and hang out with other pink kinksters. If you love what we do and are able to help support us, we are on Patreon. Just look for us on patreon.com slash pink kink podcast. Even
1: if you can't show your support financially, there are other ways you can help. You can spread the word about our kinky podcast and tell your friends about us. You can also rate and review Pink Kink on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. The five-star reviews
0: really help. Don't forget to subscribe to Pink Pink so you don't miss a minute of the fun. New episodes come out every Friday.
1: So until next time, stay pretty, stay safe, and stay twisted.